0: This is Panama Today. This is your host, Bill Wilbur. Music and inspiration right here. We're glad you're with us. Today, I'm going to share a message that I preached earlier at the Gamboa Union Church on making decisions. The greatest thing is how do you make decisions? How are you going to live at this point for the rest of your life? What criteria do you use? What basis is there that causes you to make the decisions that you make? Jesus Christ died on the cross, but death could not hold him. We want to take you into that message at this particular point. You are listening to Panama Today. We are heard weekdays here at this same time. You can visit our web, www.gamboyunion.com. And now, into that message. Where did death come from? It didn't come from God. When Adam and Eve were created, death wasn't in the picture. They sinned, they rebelled, they forfeited rulership and dominion over this world, they committed spiritual treason, and with that came an alienation from the presence and knowledge of God, but with it then became the decay of man a curse of man some bible scholars feel I'm not saying this is the answer I'm just passing something on to you some bible scholars feel that in these first chapters of Genesis the reason that you find man living so long people say how come these guys live so long they say oh they must have the years mixed up and they counted years differently than da 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 I don't think they counted the years differently but I just want to submit something to you that they lived so close to the fall of man that the full effects of the curse had not come upon man in his degenerate state. As he was separated from God, spiritually, but the physical decline in its effects on mankind happened over a period. I'm not preaching that as doctrine, but it's a possible... Um, answer for this difficult question and many people have submitted that and and believe it could very well have been the been what had happened but the point is that man was separated from God and from that point on this experience that we know of of closing your eyes and passing into another world death was not God's design and the results of that is sin and so this scripture says that because Jesus was without sin and he was innocently crucified on the cross taking our sin god the father raised him up and it says here that death the consequences of what sin does in our life death was unable to hold him so you see this should be the motivating factor for us making decisions in our life you say whoa resurrection 2000 years ago that should affect the way i treat my wife my kids you know my husband my job my boss decision-making that should affect it yes you know why because every one of us will die no matter what wage we are now everyone will die and at the end of that lifetime which has been a trial period has which has been given to us by god as a gift at the end of that time everyone whether they believe in God whether they believe in Jesus as the Son of God doesn't matter what they believe will come before him as judge and be held accountable for what they've done here in the body see so why do I do what I do what will you do with the rest of your life see it's not just I want to make a better home I want to watch out for my kids I want to take care of my parents whatever it might be because that's a little picture noble thoughts I I spoke with a doctor once who had retired, and he was 72 at the time. And he had just come to know Christ two years before. He was a medical doctor. And I was still in seminary at the time. And and I spoke to him, and he says, Pastor, I wasn't a pastor yet, I've wasted my life. A doctor wasting his life? I thought that was a noble thing. Be a doctor. He says, I've wasted my life. He says, because when I retired, my life was so empty. And my daughter, by taking me to a church and explaining things, I found Christ as my Savior. That was two years ago. At 70 years old. And so I've only been living for Christ for two years. I've wasted 70 years. But I'm going to try to make up for it now. A doctor wasting his life? That's what he said. So, when you get the big picture... You see that decisions we make, the way we treat people, what we read, what we memorize, really all depends upon this event called the resurrection. The resurrection changes history. The greatest moment in history was not having a a man land on the moon. That's where President Nixon had it wrong. When he said worldwide, the greatest event in all of history. He missed it. Neil Armstrong landing on the moon had it right in the beginning God created heaven and earth went out worldwide television quoting from Genesis 1-1 but the president of the United States didn't get the picture he didn't have that big picture the resurrection is the most important event everything rises or falls with what happened at Calvary because three days later that person innocently came to life raised from the dead now few days ago I spoke with a Muslim girl first time I've ever talked with a full on Muslim excuse me I didn't mean Muslim Hindu first time I've ever done that somebody who was totally Hindu and would talk to me and tell me what she believed and what she didn't believe she's 21 years old She lives here in Panama, born in India, raised in Liberia, in Africa, knows English, a couple other languages too. But she'd just come from a Hindu wedding in the Caribbean. We got talking, hopeless. So what do your parents do? Well, we have this little shrine in the house and everybody has their, I said, do you have a temple you go to? No, we have this little shrine and we all do it. I said how about mom and dad she says mom yes dad once in a while how about you kids her brother's 27 she's 21 how about you kids she said i did when i was little but nothing there and she started to talk to me before this about some problems she had in her life and some things and then i just said to her do you know you should never do this, you should do this, and don't do and so and so And her mouth started to open right up. And when we were finished, she says, you've just answered all the questions I had. That was the Holy Spirit helping me do that. And so now she really wanted to listen about how you know God's will for your life, and this and that. And after a minute, I looked at her, I said, I'm a Christian. She said, yeah, I know and I told her a little bit more and I said I have some little booklets some little leaflets that explain a little bit more would you like one yeah I would a Hindu searching for reality and it all comes down to the resurrection because Hinduism has no resurrection Buddhism has no resurrection Islam has no resurrection new age no resurrection very quickly look at these other verses we're in chapter 2 right we just read 23 now look at uh, 24 we did that 32 starting verse 31 seeing what was ahead he spoke of the resurrection of Christ that he was not abandoned to the grave nor did his body see decay God has raised this Jesus to life and we are all witnesses of this fact go to chapter 3 verse 15 which says you killed the author of life But God raised him from the dead. We are witnesses of this. Go to verse 26 of chapter 3. When God raised up his servant, he sent him first to you to bless you by turning each of you from your wicked ways. When God raised up his servant, the resurrection. Chapter 4, verses 1 through 4. The priests and the captain of the temple guard and the Sadducees came up to Peter and John While they were speaking in the temple. uh, Speaking to the people. They were greatly disturbed because the apostles were teaching the people and proclaiming in Jesus. What? The resurrection of the dead. They got in trouble for that. Got thrown in. Beaten up a little bit and all that stuff. Okay. Look on a little bit in verse 9. If we are being called to account today for an act of kindness. Because they raised up a crippled man. Shown to a cripple. And are asked how he was healed. Then know this. You and all the people of Israel, it was by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, who you crucified, but whom God raised from the dead. Jesus was more than an example. He's a risen Savior. Amen to that. Okay, that was verse 9, 10, 11, and 12. Then salvation is found in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven given to men by which we must be saved chapter 17 this is your last one to look at those of you getting blisters from turning pages 31 17 31 and we are about done for he has set a day when he will judge the world with justice by the man he has appointed he has given proof of this to all men by raising him from the dead let me show you something very quickly with my handy-dandy artwork. It's at this point there's certain members of my family who all hold their breath. Dad is now going to write. OK? Let me write it first. How many of you have ever heard of Allah? It's the pen. This, it's, the problem is the pen, folks. It has an uneven thing to it. OK? And uh, Muhammad under that, and then let's put the Quran here. The Quran is the scripture for Islam. Quran. This pen will be immediately put in the trash after the service. Okay. The Quran says. The Quran says. That, Allah is the true God, and Muhammad. Is his prophet. Have anybody ever heard that before? That's what the Quran says. So, we learn that Allah is the true God. Well, how do you know Allah is the true God? Well, it's because Allah says so, and it's in the Quran does anybody see a problem with this it's what we call circular reasoning and it's very clear on this artwork now you would look at that and say no I can't buy that let me show you something here's the Bible what does the Bible say about Jesus Jesus is the son of God right Right? Says a lot of other things, but that's the main teaching. Jesus is the Son of God. Old Testament concealed, New Testament revealed, but Jesus is the promised Messiah. He's the Son of God. Okay. How do we know the Bible is true? Because Jesus says so. He says, Heaven and earth will pass away, but my word will never pass away. Jesus quoted extensively from the Old Testament that's all that was then but he had no problem with all the Old Testament accounts Jesus said not one jot or tittle those are the little marks in the Hebrew alphabet that change what a letter could mean it's like us saying not one dot over an I or the crossing of a T will change because if you take a line like this that is an L and you cross it it changes The letter and it can change the whole meaning of a word, right? Right? And so Jesus said, No jot or tittle, nothing is going to fall away from the word of God. It's eternal. Oh, but we have a problem here. Jesus, the Son of God, is saying this about the Bible. Do you see any difference from between that and this? Say no. It's the same reasoning. Same circular reasoning. So why should you believe the Bible over the Koran? Well, some people look at it and say, well, the Koran has no systematic way that you read it or it's just, it's hit or miss. If you've ever taken a look at this, it's just thoughts here and there. There's no sequential uh, revelation and life and history as you have in the scripture. Well, that's one reason people say yeah but when i read the bible i, I, I feel something I can, it speaks to me yeah quran speaks to a lot of people that's why they're out blowing people up they think they're going directly into the presence of allah if if they commit suicide and they take some unbelievers that's you and i infidels with them their whole life is built on a lie yes say but yeah pastor you've got you're doing the same thing they're doing with the Bible But there's one reason A main reason Why I believe the Bible Is the word of God When I teach this course for a youth with a mission I give ten reasons Why the Bible is the word of God The first one I, says, I, I, I say is Because it says so The second reason I give is Jesus says so Which are true Round and round students they're not quite sure what to make of this class that they're found themselves in for five days and then we come to point number three which where everything changes it's the resurrection and so you have to have a separate line and that's for the resurrection you see that changes everything because the apostle said we need somebody to fill in the place here who are you going to get? We want somebody who has seen him. Not only what is he here on earth teaching, but we want somebody who's witnessed his resurrection. You say, this isn't Easter. How come we're getting a resurrection message in the middle of the week? I mean, in the middle of the year. It's because if the resurrection is only preached on once a year, we've, we're, we're not giving it justice because everything falls on the resurrection. How can you believe the resurrection is true? Well, the Bible says so. Wait, 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 wait. wait. Is this going to work? The Bible says so? Here we go again. Round and round. Ah, but there's one thing different. There's one thing different this time. The difference is that this witness, Matthias, that took Judas's place, along with the other eleven. 11 out of the 12 died a martyr's death. In other words, they died for what they believed. Now, you see, the suicide bombers are dying for what they believe. Where did they get that from? They got it from Allah or some cleric who's reading the works of Allah. See? They're doing this. But in the scripture, those who died are saying not simply that all is god they're saying this person jesus is alive he's conquered death he's conquered sin and he will live forever this person is different he's the son of god no other teaching no other religion no other fad no new theology has a resurrected savior now, try to follow with me just a moment. For some of you, this will be hard to relate to, but I believe it will help you make a point. I used this over the prison one day, and they got pretty good hold of it. About 30 years ago, 35, there was a, a major shakeup in the United States, in the city of Washington, DC. There are two major political parties in the United States, the Republicans and the other group, the Democrats, okay? The Democrats had a headquarters. It was in a big building, an office building. The name of that building was the Watergate building. And why, don't ask me why, but there were some men that the Republicans hired to break into one of these offices and try to learn more about the Democrats' strategy. It was a stupid thing. They already won the election. It was the biggest landslide, I believe, in the history when President Nixon won. But some people wanted to push it further, wrong goals. And they went in there and it was discovered later that there'd been a break-in. And now the evidence was leading back up to President Nixon himself and his circle of close advisors. And suddenly, some of those advisors who knew about this and others who didn't know about it beforehand were now finding out about it said we got to do something about this so they invented a scheme a trick, a plan to cover it up and so they called that the Watergate cover up but it didn't work and you know why it didn't work all these men this is the point now all these men agreed on a lie that, this is the way it happened. Da, 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 da. But each one of those men who were part of the inner circle of the most powerful man in the world, of the most powerful country in the world, who had all kinds of power themselves, were suddenly afraid. Because each one of them instead of saying we have to be loyal to our leader we have to be loyal to the cause of the Republican Party they started looking out for themselves they say I gave up a great law practice to be part of President Nixon's circle I gave up this 24 hours I've served this man and I've my family's ruined and all these I got health problems and all for what and so although they agreed on this lie some of them, behind the scenes, Chuck Colson was one of them, and he's the one that told this story. One of all of them, but one of them behind the scenes said, he started to ask a lawyer, what do I do? What should I do? He started to make plans to distance himself from the president, to distance himself from these other people. He started, anytime he'd get a, 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 a closed phone call from somebody, he'd tape it. He'd have his tape machine going on the wire because he didn't want to be guilty. He didn't want to say something and have it come back to him. He wanted to record what other people were saying about him and what plans they had. It turned out all of them were doing the same thing, even the president. Now, what's happening here? All these men with great power and with great wealth Of the mightiest nation in the United States in in the world suddenly become afraid and each one starts to look out for number one look out for self they start to look out for self you know what happened get this now the cover-up story began to have holes in it in other words if you ask this person, you got one story, you ask this person, you got a little nother, another little story. And everybody began to watch out for themselves. I talked with a person last week who is part of the Homeland Security in the United States, and he travels to different countries, and he travels here, the checking on terrorists and this and that. He's been doing this for a number of years. And I asked him what he thought the security level was here in Panama, the alert level. And we talked about all this. And then I said to him, um, you know, uh, I talked about some of the problems here at the prison and this. And he says, you know what we do? We, we get, when we get two people, we've, we've caught two people. He says, the first thing we do is we separate them. Then when we separate them, they've always, they always have a lie they're always trying to cover themselves we get they may have agreed on their story but if we spend an hour with him and an hour him by the time of an hour he says we know who's lying we know that there's a cover-up we know there's a lie because when you get details and details you will find that there is a lie you'll find that the stories don't match what happened to the disciples listen they were not part of the most powerful country in the world they were not part of the leadership of that country they had no political power. They had very little money. And yet these men would not change their story. These men, is it, if it was a lie, it's one thing to die for something you think is true. It's another thing to die for something when you know it's not true. Some fool might do that but one after another would die for a lie. There is other literature besides the Bible which tells about the resurrection of Christ. Maybe you didn't know that. But First John chapter 1, verse 1 says, That which we have seen and heard, we have touched, we proclaim to you. We are not telling a secondhand story. And I want to tell you, there were enough people still alive when the scriptures were written. Enough people alive when these disciples stood and boldly said that Jesus Christ is alive. There were enough people who could say, these people are crazy. And they went to kill them or whatever, and, and they didn't back down. They went to their death singing hymns and praises. And I have a book which tells down through the years and right up to recently about the people who have given their lives without flinching, without standing back and saying Jesus Christ is truly the Son of God. Have you chosen Christ as your Savior? I want to tell you it's the most important decision you'll ever make. If you have said, yes, I believe Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, he makes a difference for my eternity, You've made the best decision in all your life. If you haven't missed that, how are you making your choices? How do you decide what you're going to decide? What will you do with the rest of your life? Why will you do with it what you think you're going to do? The resurrection makes all the difference. Because one day we will be held accountable. The fact that Jesus Christ is alive, he has sent his Holy Spirit so that when we make decisions, he helps us make those decisions. He gives us that peace inside. He shows us what to do and why to do it. And even to the point of death, going into his presence.